In our first episode of Texas Crime Files, we began our look at the case of Rodney Reed, a man on death row who has an execution date this month on November 20th. Reed was found guilty of the rape and murder of a 19-year-old Texas woman. But a growing chorus of Reed supporters say he deserves a new trial, as new information has emerged that may exonerate him. In this podcast series, we'll hear from those who believe Reed is guilty of the crimes and those who believe someone else killed Stacy Stites. Our series is called Texas Crime Files, produced by KVUE-TV, known as KVU in Texas, a Tegna-owned station. I'm Bob Buckaloo. Stacy Stites' body was found off a highway in Bastrop County, Texas in 1996. She had been raped and murdered. At the time of her death, Stites was engaged to be married to a local police officer. Jimmy Fennell. After Stites' body was found, investigators hit a dead end. Although her fiancé was suspected, in fact, he had failed two polygraph tests, his DNA did not match that which was found in Stites' body. So whose DNA was it? And what led police to charge Rodney Reed with Stites' death? The link was a woman named Linda Schluter. She said she had gotten lost late one night after leaving a Bastrop County movie house. To get directions home, she stopped at an outdoor payphone and stayed in her car as she dialed a number. And that's when a man walked up and asked her for a ride. The incident she described to KVU TV reporter Chris Betts happened about six months after Stites' death. I left the movie theater probably about 11.30 with a friend of mine, drove to Bastrop. I wasn't familiar with the place at all. So I saw the closest lit up gas station and I used my, the, I took my car to a payphone there. And while I was using the payphone through my car window, a gentleman came in front of my car and I jumped and he said, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. I was like, that's okay. And I proceeded to use the phone through my car. And then that's when he said, hey, do you think you can give me a ride? And I said, no. And he's like, you don't? And I said, nope. And he, I was like, I don't know you. I'm so sorry. And so I kept talking to whoever I was on the phone. I was like, somebody just asked me for a ride. And then he said, like he was on the phone with somebody else, and he said, she won't give me a ride. He's like, I guess I'll just freeze to death. And I was just, made me feel bad. And I was only 19 at the time. So I was like, where do you live? And he said, on Main Street. And in my mind, Main Street's this big lit up road. So I was like, oh, well, how far? And he said a mile or two. And I was like, okay, I'll give you a ride. So I gave him a ride. And as soon as we get to Main Street, we um, took a right and started to go down the street for a while. And I said, well, where do you live? Because it started to get darker. And he said, right over the railroad tracks. And I was like, okay. So we go over railroad tracks. It gets darker. And he said, you're going to take a left or where the road wise, you're going to take a left that way. And I said, okay. So we go down the road and he said, you're going to take a left down there on a dirt road and I said no I started feeling really uncomfortable and I said I'm not taking my car down a dirt road and he said you're not and I said no and he's like why not and I was like I'm just not taking my car down a dirt road he said well I guess you can take me back to where the Y in the road the Y in the road is and I was like okay so I take him back there and I'm feeling really uncomfortable he starts to get out and he gets back in and he said don't I get a hug and I said what and he said don't I get a hug I said I gave you a ride, don't screw me over, get out. And the next thing I know, he has me by the back of my hair, slamming my face in my steering wheel. I'm punching backwards, and I open the door. I scream so loud that I peed my pants, and I just kept punching. And we got out, started fighting a little bit. He got me by my hair and slammed me back in the car while I was in the driver's seat, so I tried to put the car in drive and push on the gas, but he got his foot on the brake. And then he took my head and he slammed it in the next seat to where I, I must have pulled something in my neck. It hurt really bad. 
And I got into the seat, kicked back into the back. Somehow I got back in the back seat and started kicking him in the face, but he still had my hair through this whole thing. Finally, we got out. We were fighting again. I don't know how we got out of the car. We uh, fought for a little bit longer, and I asked him, I was like, what do you want? What the hell do you want from me? And he said, I want a blowjob. And I said, you'll have to kill me before you get anything from me. And he said, I guess I have to kill you then. And so the fight was on even more. At one point, we got to where he fell right on me. And when I looked up, I looked over under the car, and I said, a car's coming. And he got scared, and he looked that way, and he looked back at me, and he said, stop lying. So we kept fighting. And through this whole thing, I said, you know, if you stop right now, God will forgive you. But if you keep going, you're going to hell. And so we fought. I let him think that he had both of my hands with one of his hands, and I was in the passenger seat. He was in the driver's seat. As soon as he turned the car back around going toward the dirt road, I punched him in the face again, and then I tried to jump out. When I tried to jump out, he grabbed my hair again, so I was dragging on the ground. I told myself to get up, get up, get up, start slamming the door, his hand in the door, but it wasn't, it wasn't like strong enough. The door wasn't you know, hard enough. So um, he got to where he put the car in park, but still had my hair, got out. We fought some more, and I probably fought for another like three to five minutes. And finally, I had a cross on my neck. He ripped the cross off. And I was trying to get the cross at the same time. And he was dragging me by the neck to where, at one point, I laid down thinking I could get under the car to get away. But he stomped on my face. And I sat up. He punched me in the face. And finally, he got me to where he got me in a chokehold, got me into the car, jumping up. He pulled me over the passenger seat, got into the driver's seat, and was holding my neck like this. And I was kicking with one leg, I was trying to kick the door open. And he was punching me in the side, trying to close the door. And then finally, I looked in the rearview mirror, and there was lights. And it was a car. <laughs> so I punched him in the face one more time, jumped out, and he stole my car. He took it? Yep, took it. What happened after that? Um, I was on the side of the road, and I was looking for the cross on the side of the road. And I was just on my knees looking. And um, a car pulled up, and it was a car full of guys. And I said, I need a ride. Somebody just tried to kill me and stole my car. And they said, well, we don't have any room. And it was <laughs> a car full of African-American guys. So I was like, well, can you call the cops? And they were like, well, we'll go call the cops for you. And I said, okay. So I ran to um, the next house, which was a trailer, and a do guy's dog was barking outside, and I screamed. And he came out, and I said, I need help. I said, somebody just tried to kill me and stole my car. And he said, well, I don't have a phone. And I said, well, can you take me to the police station? He said, my diesel takes too long to warm up. So I went to the next trailer, and it was an older couple. And so they called the cops. The cops came. And I identified who it was, exactly what he was wearing, where I picked him up, what time it was, and everything else. Linda Schluter identified her attacker from a mugshot. I picked him out immediately, no doubt at all. It was a picture of Rodney Reed. A grand jury found enough evidence to indict him with intent to commit sexual assault against Schluter and for unauthorized use of her vehicle. But that case didn't go to trial because of what happened next, a DNA connection between Reed and Stacy Stites. Because not only did investigators have a mugshot, the one that Schluter had chosen, they had a DNA sample from Reed from a separate case when a woman claimed he had sexually assaulted her. Those charges against Reed are still pending. On a hunch, investigators decided to compare Reed's DNA from that earlier rape case with the DNA found in Stacy Stites' body. It was a match. Rodney Reed was arrested and charged with Stites' murder. When police questioned him, he said he didn't know Stites, but later admitted that yes, it was his DNA in Stites' body because they were having a secret affair and they had had sex the night before she was found dead. 
Reed has consistently said he is innocent, and his family and supporters have stood by him. His brother Roderick Reed spoke with KVU TV reporter Chris Betts. My brother, like anyone else, no, no one out here is perfect. No one's the same. But I want everybody to know that he did not murder Stacy Stites. Okay, that's that's why we're here. That's what we're trying to get to the bottom of. Okay, that's why they're trying to execute him. He did not murder Stacy Stites. Had he ever talked about Stacy before the trial at all? Yeah, I, I knew about Stacy. Everybody knew about Stacy. Stacy used to come to this park right here before it was actually a park. They came here. They met here. They used to meet at my parents' house here, you know what I mean, uh, uh, all, all around the neighborhood. We'll be hearing more from Reed's family and from Rodney Reed and from those who claim he did not get a fair trial and from others who point out that the appellate courts have consistently upheld Reed's conviction. Next time on Texas Crime Files. I came out of being a courthouse reporter being much more skeptical about our justice system. The trial of Rodney Reed and its aftermath on our next episode of Texas Crime Files. Special thanks to our team reporter Chris Betts, producer Sarah Bryant, and chief photographer Brian Bell. Texas Crime Files is available on the KVUE YouTube page and wherever you get your podcasts. This program is produced by KVUE-TV, known as KVU in Texas, a Tegna-owned station. I'm your host, Bob Buckaloo, for Texas Crime Files.